This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 414 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are Horselovers.com and you, our terrific auditors. This week on the show, we have Richard Hasick from the Veterinary Care Foundation. We learn about all the good work they're doing over there. Plus, we have listener Kelly Dean. It was quite a conversation we had with her and a listener of the week. And Lindsay Rausch stops back again, one of our terrific auditors, to review the 2K Gray Gene Breaches. Coming up on today's show. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the Stable, it's every week. They bring you the news through hail or high water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop calls. It's time again for Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. I'm Glenda Geek. And I'm Helena B. And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Well, howdy, Helena. We have a fun show planned for everybody today, Doing the uh, talking to more listeners, and we have a special treat during Kelly's chat today. It's a full 22 hours of stable scoop. <laughs> That's right. That's what it feels like. It does feel like that because we've had some technical issues, too. But mm-hmm. I say, why don't we just get to it? Uh, let's start first with Richard Hasick, who is the president of the Veterinary Care Foundation. We're going to find out what that is. We have no idea. We're going to find out what that is and, and a little bit about the work they do. Well, hi, Richard. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Well, now, you are on representing the Veterinary Care Foundation, and neither Helena or I know what that is. So let's start first with what it is. Great. I'm the uh, president of the Veterinary Care Foundation. We were formed in 2008, and we essentially function as a charitable foundation for veterinary practices all around the country. And we help those practices fund their uh, needy cases, their uh, good Good Samaritan cases, or cases where a client doesn't quite have enough money for a procedure. So we help those practices uh, with funding for those cases. Oh, cool. So in legal terms, you're helping them with their pro bono work. Correct. Yeah, that's important. I I was a veterinary technician uh, for small animals uh, as a way to pay my way through college. So I saw more than my fair share of pro bono cases, mostly hit by cars, unfortunately, abuse Mm -hmm. cases and things like that. And um, when you're in the practice of providing care, when you're in the business of providing care for animals, there's never a time where you're not presented with one of these cases. Absolutely. We we have about 500 practices that we've set up charitable funds for. We essentially function much the same way a community foundation does. We set up separate charitable funds for each of our 500 practices, and those funds are available to those practices to use 
uh, as they wish for any kind of a charitable type case that they they want to use the money for. So, is the are the funds set up, and they each each uh, veterinary practice raises their own dollars, or is that done? That's right. Okay. Yeah, they, okay. most practices raise their own money, and you know most veterinary practice practices have what we, I guess, in the business call uh, a list type clients. These are clients that are either very wealthy or very grateful, or hopefully both. And um, <laughs> we always like the, the work, grateful, wealthy that, ones are the best. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And you know, many practices uh, as a way for those folks to say thank you. Uh, they'll you know buy. Uh, by a gift card for the staff or bring food in for the staff. And now practices have something kind of more important to offer those grateful clients that they can make a charitable contribution to that practice's charitable fund. The practice has use of those dollars for charitable cases. And in this case, the donor gets a tax deduction from the Veterinary Care Foundation for their gift. Awesome. So it's a real win-win for the practice and for the client. So, uh, you. This is for. Is it for any veterinary practice, or do they have to be a member pr- practice of the foundation? Yeah, they have to be a member practice, and uh, it's easy to become a member of the Veterinary Care Foundation. We uh, we charge three hundred sixty dollars a year. That's simply to cover the administrative costs of of running the fund for that particular practice. Uh, one really important aspect is. Uh, you know, for a dollar a day, a practice can, can have their own charitable fund. But 100% of every contribution that comes to the Veterinary Care Foundation goes out to help animals. We don't, mm-hmm. unlike just about every other charity in the country, we don't take any percentage out of any gift okay. or administration or anything else. We're funded primarily two ways. A, through the annual memberships the practices pay to be a member. And B, we were actually started through a uh, a wealthy uh, benefactor from the uh, hamburger industry (laughs) who uh, set some money aside for this type of uh, this type of organization, and we applied, and they loved the idea, and so uh, we received ongoing funding from that particular charitable trust. Oh, that's cool. And is it for yeah. all types of veterinary, large animal and small animal, like horses and dogs and cats? Yeah, absolutely. We have equine practices. Uh, we have small animal. We have uh, specialty practices. We have one doctor practices to practices that have over 100 veterinarians on staff. We also have individual veterinarians who work at large veterinary uh, company-owned practices like uh, BCA, for instance, uh, and they actually don't have the hospital joined, but the veterinarian themselves sets up a charitable fund so that they can you know, not, not say no to people that need their help. Yeah. Are there t- typical areas, I'm going to say typical, are there um, yeah. areas of the U.S. that uh, rely more heavily on the foundation than others. You know, there's sort of the socioeconomic status of different regions in the country sometimes lend themselves to more cases that need this. Do you find that's reflected in your membership? Uh, Not not really. Uh, We have, I'd say, we have the most practices in Florida where we happen to be based in California and Texas and uh, quite a few in the Northeast as well. 
So I, I wouldn't say um, there's any particular geographical area based on need. I think it's just more of a, a word of mouth as, as practices hear about. It's a long time ago. Let's go ahead and join. So uh, we're, we're, I think we're in 48 states. So everyone, uh, everyone can, you know, hears about us in some way or another, but obviously more in states where we have a large presence, like California and Florida. And it's up to the veterinarian or to the veterinary practice to determine who they want to give this to. That's depending correct. Depending on who, who walks in the door. Yeah. That's correct. We leave it totally up to them. We're simply uh, receiving the charitable contributions for them and then distributing the funds back to them when they have a case uh, that they want to use the money for. Uh, so it's totally up to them how they want to use them uh, as long as they're used for but they deem to be a charitable purpose, and that's a pretty, pretty broad definition of what they think is a charitable purpose. Well, I think, th- I think this is a great idea. As Alina said, we've all seen the cases. We see them in the horse world all the time, right? Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it happens. I'm a horse owner and a dog owner, so I know oh, really? what, the, what the vet bills are like. Especially <laughs> for the horse, they tend to be kind of expensive. Hey, what do you and, have, uh, horse-wise? We have to know, now that you brought it up. All right, we... <laughs> we have uh, we have uh, several riding uh, horses. Uh, we have uh, two Arabians that we ride. We have a 26-year-old Arabian who uh, eats grass and isn't able to ride anymore. We have uh, three or uh, three and a half thoroughbred broodmares with uh, babies on the ground, and oh, then wow. we have. We have uh, actually two horses that we actually race. Uh, one that races is a New York bred chili that we've been running in New York and is now uh, at Saratoga. And then we have one chili who is at uh, Monmouth Park in New Jersey. Wow! Look at you. You when you said you had a horse, I was picturing one riding horse. And uh, <laughs> but you don't have just a horse; Silly you have clown. a collection of uh, horses. <laughs> Does anyone just have one horse? No. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Especially when you've got, you know, you don't just come up. Forget about our canine friends. We have uh, five Labrador retrievers. You have five labs in the house? We do. That's a lot of freaking hair. That's a lot of hair in the house. Well, we have a farm, so they they like being out more than they like being out. Okay. All right. That just changes it to that's a lot of dirt and hair. Uh, when <laughs> a lot of there. You're right. You're right. You go through a lot of vacuum cleaning. Yeah, you here. need a fund just to clean the house. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I've actually thought about doing that. I just don't know anyone that would contribute to it. So <laughs> we haven't set one up. It's self-funded, I guess. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right, right. Well, where can people find out more about this if they want to read more about it or if they if they want to donate or find out, you know, if their yeah. veterinarian has, a, has it or, you know, how's all that work? Yeah, sure. Uh, they can go to our website, www.vetcarefoundation.org, or they can call us at 888-929-4799. And uh, you know, one thing I, I didn't mention before, I think, when you asked me a question, uh, donors can donate to their specific veterinarian, but they can also donate to what we call the Good Samaritan Fund, which is just a general uh, fund that we have and uh, we then take all those gifts that have been made to the Good Samaritan Fund and distribute them equally to all of our practices. So that's the other. Oh, cool. If they don't have a vet, uh, they can they can donate that way. And it's really, I really want to encourage equine practices to really think about this because uh, 
you know, I know, uh, A, I know how much money I spend on, on equine vet bills. And I also know how good I feel when, uh, when my horse has been taken care of and is healthy and sound. And, uh, you know, I think it's, I, I would certainly want to give to my veterinarians fund just as a way of saying thank you. I hope we'll have more equine practices coming on board. Well, also, before we let you go, what's the name of your mm-hmm. filly that's running? We have a filly named Congaret, who uh, she's actually uh, won two of her last three races at Belmont. Oh, wow. Wow. She, ran a, she won a maiden special weight and then an allowance, wire to wire in both of them, so we're excited about that. Wow. And, uh, I want to give a plug, plug to our trainer, whose name is Nick Essler. He's a young guy from England who's just a fantastic trainer with a real small barn. But uh, he, uh, he convinced Javier Castellano to ride her filly, and you know, he's done a great job on her. So, uh, Am I picturing Congaret Kentucky Derby next year? See, I'm picturing that already. No, she's too old. And too oh, she's too old? But, um, <laughs> she's, she's a four-year-old. Oh, four. I thought you but, said uh, she was two. I thought was no, she's a four-year-old. Okay. We love her, and... Uh, uh, you know, we're having a lot of fun with it. We didn't go into it thinking we would make money, and uh, and uh, that pretty much has come true. So we're having a great time, and, and as I said, she won two of her Said like three, a true so horse so. owner. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. yeah well, he's one of us, yeah. He's one of us. Yeah, I'm definitely one of you. <laughs> well, Richard, yeah. thank you very much. We appreciate you being on. Well, thank you very much. I was uh, happy to participate. Appreciate it. Cut there. Good job. Perfect. Wonderful. That's exactly okay. what we were looking for. Um, All good. All and good. we'll, uh, this will come out, uh, let's see here. What's today? This will come out on Thursday. So I okay. will email you a link. So if you guys want to post it, you can. You'll be our first guest on the show. So you'll be right at the beginning. Okay. Yeah, great. Um, All right. I uh, hope, it, hope, it, hope I did okay. Yeah, you did great. Yeah, you did wonderful. Yeah, explained it very well. Now I understand it. And it's a great now, service. Uh, Helena's in. Uh, in Rhode, Rhode Island, Island, and I am in Florida. Okay. So, okay. Uh, the Horse Radio okay. Network, we have 20 hosts, and they're scattered all around the place. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. I'll well, send really it out to you. Thank you for thinking about us. Thanks so much. All right. No problem. Our pleasure. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. Take care. Bye. Well, as everybody knows, our sponsor, title sponsor for the Stable Scoop Show, it's horselovers.com. And we have a new coupon code for you that has now gone into place. It's HRN, as usual. Coupon code HRN at checkout will get you $5 off your order of $49 or more. So you go to horselovers.com and you can get $5 off your order of $49 or more, just like by using the coupon code HRN. It's for, And I'll tell you what, I was looking on there today and every time you go on on horse lovers page there's something to buy and and there's something on sale and you know we talked about the kensington products you and i are big fans of kensington products they're built well they last they're tough and they have a whole sale on a big overstock sale on kensington products right now. i know i got the email about that this morning i was like what can i buy what do i need we're talking stuff marked down from 140 dollars to 80 dollars uh 70 dollars to 40 dollars this is a big sale they got going on and and they even you know one of the cool things about 
about Kensington, we have a lot of listeners who have miniature uh, horses. Yep. They have miniature fly sheets and miniature products. That you know you don't you don't, you don't find those everywhere. But the other nice thing about Kensington is they also have stall stuff like stall guards and boot bags and and things for the stall, which you don't see with all the companies either. And, it, and they have this big sale going on. I don't know how long it's going on. You're going to want to head over to horselovers.com. But the big thing about horse lovers is either sign up for their emails or go to the website every day because they I don't know how they keep track of everything they have going on over there. There's uh, a, so I get like 997 emails a day. From horse <laughs> lovers? I'm, no. Oh. I'm constantly opting out of however, whatever subscriptions I get. I absolutely will not opt out of my horse lovers. So that's really like the horse lovers email alert. That's exactly why you sign up for emails because they have the kind of stuff that you really want to know about. So whatever else you, you're opted into, opt out and opt into horse lovers. And really they do, you do get the inside scoop and the early ad- notice of whatever they have going on, like this Kensington sale. You know, the auditors now have been posting when they find bargains in the auditor room at horse I lovers. Saw that. <laughs> they were buying socks for unbelievable prices I know. Uh, and ordering like 10 pairs. I mean, <laughs> they're, it's so funny to watch them uh, all comparing uh, buying stories. Typical horse girl, right? <laughs> yeah, we like to shop. <laughs> Horselovers.com. Use the coupon code HRN at checkout if it's more than $49. And why wouldn't it be? Because you're going to buy a lot of stuff. Now, well, coming up next, we have a listener interview in our listen- year of the listener. Our listener of the week is Kelly Dean and her daughter. It is the year of the listener. And now, our Stable Scoop listener of the week. Well, we have, um, okay, so there was this, there is this pre-taping conversation that happened. And so Kelly Dean is now my new favorite listener. So all your other <laughs> listeners need to step up. Okay? And, and maybe, maybe if you're lucky, we'll release that pre-tape conversation because it's pretty awesome. But Kelly is from St. Paul, Minnesota, and um, she's pretty authentic. I think she's got a lot of really good things to say as a fellow horse owner and lover. So welcome to the show, Kelly. Thank you so much. Super happy to be here. You have, um, okay, I'm going to start with the, this is the the low hanging fruit. You're married, right? Yes. Okay. And you have. Don't be so enthusiastic. (laughs) Well, I'm going to. got the positives and the negatives that come with that being married and into horses. I'm building a conversation starter here. Okay, okay all right. This yes, is why Kelly's my favorite. I'm She's married. Patient. She knows it's going somewhere. Um, do you have children? Yes, I have an eight-year-old daughter. Okay. So what I'm setting just up said here, hi, I think. Yep, yep. She's trying to listen in on the phone with me. <laughs> what I'm setting up here is that Kelly has a world already, a life that's very rich with love, with parenting, with responsibilities, and all, all of that. It goes on outside of horses, but yet horses are a very integral part of who you are and the rest of your life. So I'm hoping that we can dig in and you'll, you'll tell us about how that works. And, and let's start with telling us what, what you have for horses and, and a little bit about them. Sure. Well, I'll um, begin. And then when we get to Tiernan's horse, I'll give it over to her and she can tell you a little bit about her horse. So my horse is Soli. And he actually communicated with Kim Baker last year, last spring. Oh, I remember that now. Yeah. And uh, Glenn, you were like, listen, they all keep getting injured. So just keep going. (laughs) 
true. Um, and uh, anyways, and so he is now seven. He was uh, not quite six back then. And, um, and we like to call him Tiernan's little brother, uh, even though he's like almost 17 hands. But because he's <laughs> a year younger than Tiernan, that's her little brother. And she's my only child. So um, that's her sibling rivalry. And, um, and he's just wonderful. He's amazing. He's a thoroughbred cross and uh, with a little bit of spotted draft in him. And he is just the most amazing horse. When I went looking for my next horse, because I own my horses till they die, and um, I knew my old mare was was going to be uh, not with us much, that much longer because of some arthritis issues she was having and getting up and winter coming. So I was looking for a new young horse because I love training up my own. And uh, I was looking at this two-year-old that a friend of mine had kept sending me pictures, only of his face, of course, because I was a little bit prejudiced about Pinto, I have to say. <laughs> I never had anything with spots on it before. And uh, he had the most adorable face with Bay with a white star. And finally, I'm like, can you please send me a confirmation shot of this horse? And she's like, uh, okay, but no comments. <laughs> um, but I got over it. And, uh, and so when I, uh, finally get him up here and it, he was great. I loved him. I had to look at his teeth a couple of times to reassure myself that he really was two years old. Cause he was such a sweet old soul. And, um, many, many times in my life, I have been in trouble probably now as a bad mother where I could have that. Remember those little black strips that they'd put over people's eyes to like protect yes. their identities for bad fashion faux pas and practical horsemen, what not to do. Yeah. So I would be that for like the bad mother moment. And uh, I get this two-year-old Colt up and I'm super excited. My friends are there and we're really, um, he had been shipped up from Milwaukee. So it was you know, like a six hour drive. And uh, I've got my three-year-old there and she's fussing at me about something in her boot. And I'm like, Oh God, just take it off and shake out whatever it is. I'm busy. <laughs> so, of course, being three, she plops herself down right on the horse's, this brand-new two-year-old colt's front legs and proceeds to start taking off her boot and shaking it and everything else. And I'm like, huh? oh, this is bad. This could be bad. And he just lowered his big old head and he gently sniffed her on the top of her head. And then he very, very carefully and slowly backed like one foot at a time away from that situation. And I, that was it. I was like, I love this horse. I love this horse so much. You just saved me from like being in the headline somewhere. Oh. Bad mother press. I think I just <laughs> took a breath. <laughs> like I was holding my breath listening to the story. I'm like, I was thinking I'd do that too with children. Let's back away as slowly as possible. <laughs> carefully. Carefully. Right. You should. You should. <laughs> well, and he's just, he's been like that ever since. And I don't know if you guys saw the pictures that I sent. And one of them is of him and Tiernan's got her, you know, she's just hugging him and her face is pressed against his face and his eyes are closed. I mean, he has just loved her and adored her from, from that moment on. He's just been such a good, good family horse to have despite his youth. Mm. So that's Soli. That's what is, where does his name come from? Is it French? Um, it is, it's kind of, it's a Spanish, um, it, and French for Sunny. And it was actually one of Tiernan's, she goes to a Montessori school, and the assistant there was named Foley. And I'm always, 
in the back of my mind, I used to work for an animal shelter, and I had to come up with names all the time because I was the intake, intake person and the adoption coordinator. Okay. And so I just got into this habit of developing a mental Rolodex of names. <laughs> and when I met her, I was like, oh, that would be a really good name, Foley. Um, and he has such a sunny disposition, and he's so sweet that I was like, oh, that one's coming to you. So I love it. I just, I love it. It's, it's, it's fun and fresh and free. That's what it feels like. It's just this free, wonderful. And name. he totally lives up to it. So, but I'm going to pass the phone over to Tiernan and she can tell you about our other horse who is uh, known as Sir Maximus, who is an okay. Arabian gelding. So here we go. Okay. Hello. Hi, Tiernan. Welcome to the Stable Scoop Show. I am so excited to hear you talk about your horse. My horse's name is Sir Maximus. And how old is he? We don't know. <laughs> okay. Most people don't know. They, you know what? Horses, they don't always, they don't always tell us how old they are. Um, but he's an Arabian gelding. Is that right? Uh-huh. And what kind of riding do you do? Your mom says that you're in pony club. I do bareback. Oh, <gasps> that's fun. Do you get a dirty tushy? Do you get a dirty tushy when you ride bareback? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter rides bareback, and then she has a big brown dirt spot on the back of her shorts or her britches when she comes in. So that's how I know she's ridden bareback. What do you love most about Sir Maximus? Um, that he can do anything for me. Can he make pancakes? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the picture of you and Sir Maximus together, and you sitting on Sir Maximus. And uh, Sir Maximus is very cute. He's a gray horse. Mm-hmm. He's very cute. And d now, do you ride a lot? Do you ride every day? Um, in the in the summer, I try to, but right now my grandma and grandpa are here, so we didn't get to go to the barn. Mm. <laughs> and you, that made you unhappy. You like going to the barn, right? Do you ride with your mom a lot? Um, when Sully got injured, no. Okay. Do you, Just, go ahead, do, Glenn. Do you like riding with your mom, though? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. But Sully has to get after Max because Max can be very pokey. Pokey? <laughs> oh. He's the only I'm... Arabian in the world that's pokey. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's because he knows he's carrying a little girl. Do you, mm -hmm. you, you're in Pony Club. What kind of, uh, in the future, when you get to be a teenager and everything, what do you want to do? Is there, an, uh, do you want to do eventing or do you want to do I, games? I want to do the Tanner's Challenge again. Oh my gosh, oh. I love her. <laughs> that's, love a, her. that's great. Do you think Max or Maximus would like to do that? Um, no, I want to get in a rescue horse again because last time I had a rescue horse. Oh. They make pretty awesome friends, those rescue horses. Do you give your horses kisses? Because, like, my horse doesn't like to get kisses. Does your horse like yeah. kisses? You'll kiss him in the lips and you'll kiss him back. Oh, oh. that's awesome. Scooter doesn't like kisses either. He doesn't like yeah. hugs either. Scooter's kind of a manly pony and doesn't like all that stuff. They don't like, they don't like yeah. people, people cooties. Although, I yeah. bet if Scooter saw Tiernan, she, that, she, he would change his mind. Of course. Yeah. Maybe it's just me Scooter doesn't like. You might have something there. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, Tiernan, what do your do any of your friends in school ride? Or are you the only person in your school who loves horses? I'm the only person in my school that rides. Yeah, but I bet you have friends at the barn. Yeah, Mimi and Isabel. Of course. Barn friends are the best friends. Yeah. Now, do you give your horse a bath? Do you groom him? Do you take good care of him? Yes. But and we wash his tail also cuz he gets very dirty tail. Yeah, my horse gets a dirty tail too. Does he roll? Does he like to roll in the dirt? Um, yes, because the first day we got him because we landscape him a bath and then we turned him out in his paddock and then he rolled. Mhm. Oh boy. Well, Tiernan, thank you so much for telling us about your horse. Can we talk to your mom again? Thanks, right. kiddo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. So now you learned about Sir Maximus. Well, now tell the listeners, too. Uh, Tiernan actually knows who Helene and I are, doesn't she? Yep, she does, because she listens on Sundays when we drive to the barn. Um, we always listen to the stable scoop on that day, and she pays attention because she really likes listening to the listener of the week. She knows even the little intro jingle, so she knows it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably our youngest listener, Helene. <laughs> I Yeah. <laughs> And probably our smartest. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. She's the next generation. Of, That's right. Uh, next generation. You know what's funny is that next generation is going to, they'll be listening to nothing but podcasts. They won't know true. what a radio is. I mean, they're going to, it's going right. to be a whole different world for them than it even was for, you know, for kids in their 20s. It's just changing so fast. I know. It's an unbelievably rapid technology course that they are on right now. It's uh, it's a little frightening from my older perspective, but a brave new world for all these kids, for sure. And actually, um, that leads me. So we have one more equine that's in our family, and it's Tiernan's little Shetland pony that she got when she was three. And she is Trixie Trot Trot. And Trixie Trot Trot, because we board our horses, um, has to be out earning her living until she's ready to retire. And hopefully we, at that time, <laughs> will have a farm so that she can retire to our farm. That's our big goal is to get out of the city and eventually move to a place with our own horses. So she is also training in the next generation of horsewomen. And she's got her own little three-year-old that she's working with. Awesome. Oh, yep. wow. That's and just... that's our equine family. And but now your husband is not horsey because I asked about him in the beginning. But um, when you were you into horses when you guys got married? We were, but um, I don't know about you, or I, I'm assuming this is somewhat true. Is that you know I find that my life has certain cycles it goes through, and there are times when my horse Ebb has been a little bit lower than higher. And he happened to meet me during that time period where I still had two horses. Mm -hmm. um, but at this time, I was also in grad school full time, as well as working. And uh, and so my horses and were both elderly, too, at the time. So they were kind of relegated to weekend visits. Um, and uh, and he, so he entered in at a time when... It didn't seem quite as all-consuming as it did once I had more time freed up in my life again and younger horses. So at low tide? He had a low tide. It was an easy entry for him. You know, <laughs> oh, you go pat him, you feed him some treats. and <laughs> Yep. <laughs> it's a little weekend uh, hobby, and especially since I had moved to the city and... Um, 
and for the first time had to board them instead of them living with me. And so I just, uh, I just didn't have as much interaction with them as I normally on a daily basis would have. So it was a little bit of a rude awakening to him. We almost ended up in a divorce of where he was so angry about me getting solely. He couldn't even fathom like why once my elderly horse, you know, was, was done, why we would continue to pour money <laughs> into. Yep. Yep. the horse world. Um, and then he had no idea of like how much time to also went with it. And so thankfully Tiernan has uh, become just as rabid of a horse person. So she kind of helped. Now you can blame her. <laughs> right. Where it's just like, for, it, you know, the pony was for the child. <laughs> Not my inner three-year-old, but my actual three-year-old. The, the, the non-horse person in the family does have an opportunity to understand a little bit better when uh, someone like Tiernan comes along and is pretty much very purely interested in the horses. And it, it does become such a in her life obsess, obsession. Yep. And he's, I have to say, he is like an outstanding daddy too. I mean, he adores Tiernan and he tries to support it. He comes, you know, like when it's a... Uh, We've been through various little horse, uh, I wouldn't call, they're not like really horse shows, but horse things that we were doing. And he always shows up for them and um, tries to do his best in supporting that. And actually, his dad is the one who paid for um, Maximus Wind because last summer, Tiernan outgrew Trixie. And, um, and Trixie definitely, she was not, Trixie's like, I am a union pony and I have seven jumps in me. And that's it. <laughs> and so she really... <laughs> was uh, telling us that she Tiernan needed something more active and bigger than her. And um, so her, uh, when we were on the Great Pony Search all last summer and just had all kinds of adventures with that, ultimately it was Craig's dad who ended up funding um, who we got in November, which was Maximus. Well, Woohoo! Very cool. We do get some kind of support that way. And three and, cheers and for father-in-laws. I'll put a picture too of uh, of of your daughter with with uh, Sir Maximus on our our website as part of the show notes as well. Oh, good, good. Yeah, well, he's just he is the best horse. Everybody at our barn has like pictures of him on their cell phone because he is so sweet and he's so stinking cute and adorable i mean he's just amazing he is such you know like when you get those good arabians I and mean, he's just one of those good arabians who's just been outstanding and such a great addition to our family and and i have to say one more thing too with in in defense with craig and being very resistant to horses if he was spending close to the amount of our mortgage every month on his own personal hobby that had nothing that i could participate in with it i i you know I wouldn't be happy about it. Yeah, yeah. I would think true. that's that's a crazy amount of money to, for just. It does him. go two ways. I mean, I I went through all those emotions when I first met Jennifer, and she had like twenty horses. <laughs> so, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was much different back then. But and then you know we were boarding, and it was just a lot of work. And I went through. I think all of us that are not yeah. horse people that marry into it, whether and it can be the other way. It can be a woman with a guy who's into horses. Um. It's we all go shocking. through those same emotions. I need to write the book on the cycles that you go through as a horse, as a horse other, because there are cycles. You go through these cycles in life, and and we talk about it on the horse husband show all the time. There's cycles, and boy, we've all been through all those cycles. I've been where he is too, you know, or was. Yeah, he. Well, he's a little. I think he's a little 
thankfully Tiernan's helping kind of edge him away from the this is insane. Oh, he'll and be I really happy when she's money. 16 and doesn't have a boyfriend yet. He'll be really happy then. So, I am yeah. like, <laughs> horses are the best way to keep adolescent children on the straight and narrow. That's right. Off of drugs yeah. and off of boys. That's off right. the pole, as we like to say <laughs> yeah, in our house. Right. <laughs> well, and you can't afford to mess around. I mean, all your money goes to like trying That's to right. take care of your horse and do your competition. Right. So like, you have absolutely no disposable income either. So, <laughs> Good point. Well, you know what? It's, it's a shortcut to a lot of life lessons that you would otherwise be pouring just as much money into, honestly. It's true. We'll see. I'll have him. He'll be listening to this. I'll, I'll make <laughs> Craig, pay attention to it. Well, tell it. I want to tell you right now that I feel your pain. I've been there, done that, Craig. I've been there, done that. All right, let's do the rapid fire questions. And if Tiernan's still there, Helena, we'll have her answer the first two. Okay, okay. I'll okay. get hand the phone over to her. Okay. Tiernan, you want to answer the okay. first two with favorite foods? What you like? Oh, like what? What? We're going to ask you our rapid fire questions. Are you ready? We're going to ask you a couple questions. Helena. <laughs> Okay, here we go, Tiernan. What's your favorite food? Um, pizza. Me too. Pizza. I love pizza. Me too. So do you good. Pep with, do you like anything Tomatoes on it? Like pepperoni? Tomatoes and pizza. Okay. What good. do you like good. on your pizza? Um, my, I have to have cheese because I'm a vegetarian. Oh, okay. What like- about veggies like broccoli on your pizza? No, nah, I like cheese. Okay, had <laughs> a girl. What don't you like to eat? What's your least favorite food? What? What food don't you like to eat? My mom's the veggie wraps. <laughs> They're mom. really bad, aren't they? Are they really That's bad? Okay. Do they taste awful? Yeah, they have hummus on them, and it's spicy hummus. Uh, oh, okay. Eight-year-olds don't like spicy. Spicy, right? Okay, Tiernan, if you you won a million dollars, what would you do with it? I would buy a huge farm, then share it with my best friend, Emmy, and then buy too many pets. (laughs) Too many pets? (laughs) I'll be right over. Can I come and visit you on this farm? Because it sounds fun. I love it. All right. Well, thank you very much, Tiernan. Those are really good rapid-fire answers. Thank you, Tiernan. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Your veggie wraps suck, by the way. Apparently they do. It's the lots of ugly faces when it's heard that it's veggie wrap night. <laughs> Just well, take the hummus good to off me and you'll be fine. I like spicy hummus. <laughs> I know. Cucumbers, over. tomatoes, spicy hummus, cheese. Like, what, uh, I what, think she'd be fine if you that? just took the hummus off and left it with the veggies. I think she'd be fine. Yep, and we, we do. We do a modified veggie wrap. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of with her on the hummus thing, though. I got to tell you. I'm also kind of with <laughs> her know, on the pizza. I really like the cheese. So... <laughs> Oh, Mine's boy. 13 and we still modify. Stuff. You know, yes. <laughs> not less hoops that you'll jump through, but there's always a modification. <laughs> All right, we got to finish uh, this. I... We are having too much fun talking to you, and it's take, it, we're going to be way long here. So, All right, oh. All right, right. here we go. Here we go. Okay. I'll make it quick. Ready? Yep. Who is your favorite professional or celebrity equestrian? You know, I've struggled with that one. Every time I hear that, I'm always like, oh, yeah, that person's interesting. But someone that I could actually admire and hold up as, as, 
a stellar. First of all, I dislike that it's almost all men that I hear. And I'm so excited when people mention a couple of the people that I think maybe they've learned through this show, like Elisa Wallace and stuff. But I don't really know those people enough to say that I would admire them as my favorite professional. So, um, I, you know, I just, I don't really have a favorite professional. I, there's nobody in particular that stands out as, Amazing, um, and especially I'm, I'm disappointed to say that because I would really like to say some <sighs> strong female. The answer was right there in front of you. She asked, do you have a favorite professional or celebrity equestrian? And you could have said Helena and Glenn. Perfect <laughs> answer, and you blew it. Okay. She just lost her title. That's it. You're not listener. the favorite Sorry. listener anymore. I right. Easy come, easy go. Celebrity part. <laughs> you, celebrity. She I knew you missed that. That's why I was helping you. <laughs> All right, we're losing the rapid team. The rapid of uh, rapid fire. Here we go. Describe yourself with three words. Um, I'd say curious and honest and um, creative. Curious, honest, and creative. Okay, I think you should do a temporary tattoo somewhere. Maybe on your saddle pad, on your arm. That Remember that. From? I am curious, <laughs> honest, and creative. I think that would make a nice embroidery on a saddle pad, right? Just saying. I'll get curious okay. cross-stitching that on a pillow. How about that? <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Lord knows what it'll say when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's the most terrifying thing you have ever done, either on a horse or not on a horse? And would you do it again? Um, I would say terrifying the most, the, well, first of all, and I think one of your other listeners has said this parenting is one of the, and it was really not even the parenting. It's like my responsibility to keep this thing alive. Like first when I was pregnant, it was stressful keeping that alive inside of me. And then outside of me when it was almost everything could possibly go wrong. So that was a really stressful time period. I'm really glad that she's, she can take a lot more responsibility for stay alive. And don't get severely injured. So, That's true. That probably, Take uh, responsibility for staying alive. I'm this is how you dial 911. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, just everything. Like, did, did you, are you choking on a penny? Is that what you're, I mean, like, it's just, it's, where did you get that from? How could you? I thought I proofed everything. You know, I mean, it just seemed crazy during that time period when they're so little and vulnerable. That was genuinely terrifying. All right, yes. Helena, one last one. I'll let you pick one which one. One last question. Okay. If you could ask solely just one question, what would you ask? What remembrances and wishes do you have? Because I'd really like to know. Do horses sit around remembering about, like, that? Do you remember that time when we used to live in the big pasture and there was that <laughs> dink over the fence and, you know, like, or. Is it just a literally a moment-to-moment -moment I kind of think it's like guys. We just think about what's coming next, food and the other thing. That's it. <laughs> that's all we think about. I think that's all the horses think about is what's coming next. Just feed me. <laughs> See, all. but we need to... Let, let's. I know. I, now you got me curious about the answer to that, too. I, I'm thinking I my money would be on my answer, but, you know, women have a different view because they all think their horses are extra squishy. I well, just, I don't even know that, but I just, I feel like that um, the more that we are learning about having people who are ethologists who actually study animal behavior and that, the more credit that people are giving to animals having an emotional life that is beyond just what we had once upon input, output, 
and behaviorist theories. Yeah, so, but they're the same you know, people who think us guys are more complex than we are either. So, <laughs> I mean, so same ones. <laughs> Kelly, there, I got to tell you, this is for men. <laughs> this, has been, this has been cutting them in their natural habitat. Exactly, exactly on our on our recliners. Yeah, <laughs> Kelly, this has been a blast. Thank you so much for doing this with us. Oh, we, I absolute loved pleasure. It. <laughs> we appreciate Yay. it. All right, All right. I'm so glad. Take Talk care. to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Well, at our horselovers.com product of the week, our listener review, we have Auditor Lindsay Rausch with us, who, by the way, if you want to hear a little bit more about Lindsay, you can go back to episode 390 of the Stable Scoop Show in February. She was our listener of the week, but today she's here in an official capacity as product reviewer. And you got the 2K Gray Ladies Collecto Full Seat Breeches. These are, the, stuff. these are the ones with the bling on the butt. And uh, so tell us, uh, tell us about your experience with the Collectos. Well, first thing is I'm normally, or I am a Western rider, so usually I'm riding in a pair of Wranglers. But what really caught my eye about these when you posted them is they're a denim jean breech. So they're kind of the best of both worlds, which really got my attention. And uh, when I went out and rode in them, it took me a little bit to get used to the whole you know, something is hugging my body as opposed to hanging on it. But when I was in the saddle, they're incredibly comfortable. Um, I thought they really looked good. They had that denim look. So what did your I husband didn't feel like think I was... about how they looked? Um, he thought that the embroidery <laughs> on the butt was a little bit loud. <laughs> and <laughs> um, because... He's used to seeing me in loose Wranglers when I ride. You know, his first thing was, how did you get into those? <laughs> now that is so, the, yeah, I need to talk to really this boy. Are we really having this Yeah, I need to talk to this boy Glenn because he needs to be saying, oh, you look really good in those. That's no, the no, right answer. No, you know what the right answer is? You just need to slow your roll there, buddy, because here's what the answer is. Here's the question. The question is, Lindsay, how did you feel? in these breeches not okay so they were comfortable you could ride in them and then beyond that how did you feel riding in something that's so different than what you typically ride in um you know i've never had the knee free knee patch or the full seat and that grip on there and i felt actually a little bit more secure in the saddle when my mare decided to you know pull one of her 180s on me i'm like okay i'm kind of sticking here i like this <laughs> so she so you're feeling a little like a i don't know boss that's a good way to put it <laughs> so you look you looking good because they're cute okay fine that they might be a little loud but they were comfortable <laughs> they added a level of security that you liked did you feel what else did you feel wearing these things well i was actually looking at them and i'm thinking i may have to go get some of the you know imposter english tall boots you know what I'm talking about, the fashion boots. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And actually just wear these things because we were going to a horse pole that night. And I was like, if I had a pair of boots that would look right over the top of these, 
I would so wear them to the horse pole. Well, and that's exactly why they made these, was to be worn in public, too. So you could wear them out, uh, you know, as opposed to some breeches you wouldn't want to wear out. But right. you could wear these out. That's that's the whole idea. Yeah, and that's great. I'd love to hear that you think you, you would be totally comfortable matching them up with something that was fashion-based and and then go out and feel good in them like like you're rocking it. Exactly. I mean, the, I liked all the embroidery and the loudness. They're, you know, one of a kind in my wardrobe, but it's nice to have those little bit wild pieces every well, once in a while. you know what, too? You're a Western rider. That's in. Bling is in. Wow. That's, that's the kind of bling I can accept. It's yeah. all of the, you know, let's throw 50 pounds of silver on the horse that I don't go for. I'm sorry, Western pleasure riders. It's just not my thing. <laughs> I like that, though. That I really like that perspective. Put a little bling on your butt, not necessarily on your horse. Your horse doesn't need it. But, you know, the thing that struck me, what you just said, is it, there's not a lot of this in your closet. And so you do have something that's a little bit different, a little bit wild. But at least you have something in there that might match your mood should you feel a little wild and crazy sometimes. I, I That's what I like to do is put something on that matches the mood I'm in at that time. That's a really great point. Most of my wardrobe tends to be, you know, one step above neutrals. Yep. <laughs> so it's pretty safe. <laughs> Well, yep. well, now let's get to the practical side. Uh, they, it says they're machine washable, 68% cotton, 29% poly. Did they shrink at all on you? Um, no, they held just fine. Um, I would I'm, think with that ratio, they wouldn't shrink. They shouldn't shrink if it said that ratio. Now, did you get used to the full seat? Because it was your first time in full seats, and some people have a tough time getting used to the fact that it's it, that part does not seem to stretch as much as you're used to. Um did you get used to it? I mean, for me, there was, you know, it was such a whole new experience. I didn't have you know, a knee patch to compare to. But, you know, aside from looking at them when I put them on and seeing the faux suede on them, I wouldn't have even noticed it really until I got the stickiness in the saddle that was nice to have in a semi-emergency. They just didn't seem to be that much different to me between them and wearing you know, like a pair of skinny jeans. Well, yeah. There you go. Well, I think that's a that's a good endorsement. So you would recommend them? I definitely would. Awesome. I'm going to need to give myself a pair. There you go. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for, for joining us again. We really appreciate it and for reviewing these. Now you can, uh, you need a pair of boots and you're good to go. You're out in exactly. town. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, you could wear Thank cowboy so boots with them too and really confuse everybody. Uh, well, I might be able to wear my um, non lace up boots with them and look okay. They're just a plain grain, but I usually ride in a pair of Chippewa lace up Packer style boots. And so that's what I wore with them when I was riding. And I looked down and I'm like, this looks a little bizarre, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, if they were boot cut, it would have been 100% perfect because then I could just tuck them over. Yeah. Well, these are the <laughs> 2K right. Gray Ladies Collecto Full Seat Breeches. You can find them at horselovers.com. We'll put a link in our show notes and also on our Facebook page at Stable Scoop. Real quick, one other thing, uh, Lindsay, is uh, why would you recommend people become auditors of the Horse Radio Network? Well, the most popular answer is always the Facebook page, but the other thing is just feeling more connected 
to you, know, you guys as the host and to the network as a whole. You know, we get some information a little bit early. Um, we get the chance to do the um, reviews on products. But when something kind of crazy or different happens with you, know, you, Jamie, or Helena, Jen, a lot of times you'll post it to the Facebook group, you know, a little hint at maybe I've got something new horsey going on in my life before you post it to your personal page. So sure. you feel like you're kind of on the inside track. Sometimes we never post it to our personal page. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of stuff that never goes to my personal page. Yeah. You guys get a lot of the stuff that we're not talking about in public. So <laughs> yeah, Most of my horse pictures go on the auditor page and then occasionally I remember, oh, I should probably post some of these out in the real world so people know that I still love horses. Oh, you know what's <laughs> funny is uh, I was down at a, a podcaster meeting two weeks ago in, in Miami and I was talking to this guy who does podcast about something, not horses at all. And he, he knew who I was and he, he, said, he said, I have this... I hate it. I have this one horsey friend up in New England, and all she does is post pictures of her horses. That's like the only thing this woman thinks about. I said, welcome to my world right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you're ingrained with us because there is picture proof of you and ponies and draft horses. It's the only thing I post. I agree. I'm a a horse person, you know. Yeah, you are now. Yeah. (laughs) Lindsay, thank you. (laughs) Osmosis. Thanks a lot, Lindsay. Thank Bye, you. Lindsay. Enjoy. Bye, Helena. Well, Helena, uh, you're still doing that other show, right? I'm still doing that Newport show. We actually had a horseman on this, uh, oh, this really? past episode. Yes, sir. Tell yep. us about it. One of our auditors uh, suggested that I get in touch with his dad, who um, started out as a horse-crazy kid in Brooklyn, Ben Goldberg. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. Well, his father. He's one actually, of the few male auditors representing. Yeah, yes. they have a really interesting story. His father, Art, um, was born and raised in Brooklyn and actually started riding horses in Brooklyn at Prospect Park back in the day. And um, it, Art, he 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 has some really great, cool horsey history. Um, but, you know, he spent his whole life and raised his family in Brooklyn, and then they moved out to Pennsylvania where he started a therapeutic riding facility. Um, so we get to hear his, his story. And he and his wife had recently traveled to Newport, and that's how we made the connection. But it's one of those interviews that, that leaves you with a smile in your heart. Very cool. And where can people find it again? That NewportShow.com, or just search for us on iTunes. Or any podcast player or podcatcher that you use. It'll we're on all of them, and we're on Google Play now. Are you? So, you got yep. on? Good. Yep. Good. We haven't seen much play from Google Play yet, but I think people are still figuring out what it is and how to find stuff. <laughs> it's it's not as intuitive, I don't think, as, uh, as the podcast player on iPhones. Uh, it takes a little... It took me a while to find my own shows, so I, I think people will figure that out, or they'll get it better, one or the other. But that's uh, all happening on Helena's side of the coin. And, of course, over here at the Horse Radio Network, you can find all of our shows on our app. Just uh, go to the App Store and search for Horse Radio Network. It's free, and it's easy to use, and a ton of people are using it. I I looked at the numbers the other day. 48% of the people who listen to our shows are listening on our own app. Nice. Yeah, I think that's uh, we're, we're very happy to hear that. Well, that's it for this week. We also want to thank our sponsor, horselovers.com.
and our auditors. And that's it for this week, Helena. That is plenty, but there will be more next week. Until then, happy scooping. Thank mm-hmm. you.